Okay, well hello and welcome. It's episode three of Nath's Pod. Thanks for listening. And I have to start this week's pod with something that happened after last week's. I came home from from doing the pod, came in, took my shoes off, went and sat down in the lounge. And my wife asked her, did you have a good walk? And I said, yeah. And then she asked, what do you actually do when you go out for, on a walk? And, and I just said, oh, well, I just, you know, have a think and have some exercise. Now, she does know that I do a podcast, but I'm not entirely sure if she's ever actually listened to it. So, we will find out if she ever listens past episode one and two, then she'll hear this, and we will find out if the J-Tom has actually listened to it rather than just subscribed so keep watching this space everyone because who knows we're into a crazy adventure Um, and the other thing before I begin today I want to mention is just that we had a had a really fun conversation with my eldest daughter just before bath time and uh, their bath time I hasten to add and uh, I said, you know, don't you think it would be great if everybody got to go to heaven? And she said, yeah. And then I, I asked her, well, what do you think heaven's like? And she began, she just kind of just started talking, saying, I think it's got trees and flowers and grass and all that, and all those kind of things. And I said, oh, you think it's going to be like, like here, like earth? And she said, yeah, I think it's going to be just like here. And I thought, oh, I think you might be speaking more truth than you know, Lexatron. <laughs> I think uh, I think you might be onto something there. And then, she, and then she just added, oh, and I always, like, when I think of Jesus, I always imagine Jesus would be up there in heaven and he'd be on one of those, like, long bed things, you know, like you put on the grass. And, you know, I said, oh, like a sun lounger. She said, yeah, I always think Jesus would just be in heaven on a sun lounger, enjoying the sun. Which is awesome. I absolutely love that. That's the way I should imagine Jesus all the time. So, <laughs> anyway. So it's been, it's been a really good week. Lots of fun things going on. Looking forward to episode three. Um, and today I want to talk about uh, something that kind of grabbed me recently. I've been listening to a podcast about a band uh, called Fish, uh, kind of exploring how they started and what they've done in their career and things. It's cool. The podcast is called Long May They Run. Um, So definitely worth checking that out. But I listened to this particular episode, uh, I think it was episode four, and they began talking about improv, and they spoke to this improv company because... The band Fish do quite a lot of incredibly long jams for several hours sometimes. Um, And 
they kind of hit it off with these improv guys because that's what they begin to do when they jam they kind of improv with each other somebody takes the lead and someone answers with something and uh, I learnt about this little exercise that people do when they begin improv which is um, the yes and game and the whole point of improv is that you you um, you kind of you don't ever stop the the conversation you don't stop the thing so you don't just say um, if someone says we went to the bank today you don't just say yes we did the point is that you say yes and when we got to the bank I found I left my wallet at home and so we had to go all the way back home and the next person would say yes and after we after we got home and were walking back to the bank we were mugged and so you lost your wallet again and so on and so forth so you keep kind of adding to the story um, so that it doesn't stop otherwise it it's very hard to carry on and it really got me thinking about how we um, it, it reminded me of the of the thing about Jesus in John 15 where he talks to us about how we are he no longer calls us slaves or servants, but he calls us friends. Um, because I think it's, it, we can often uh, relate to God um, as him just being the boss of us, that we just say, oh, would you just tell me what to do and then I'll do it. You know, it's like in the improv world, it's like you just tell me and I just go yes and it feels like the conversation ends and that's a really I just don't think that's how God is with us I really don't think that's how we're meant to relate to him and he wants to relate to us he doesn't just want to be the boss he wants to be in partnership with us um, and so it's like God is somehow waiting for our and he's he kind of he's the one who starts everything and he's waiting for our end to join in, to participate in what is happening. You know, like Genesis 1, um, he says, you know, go be fruitful and multiply. Uh, you know, go and go into this world and make something and create something. He says, I've done this. But so often we come to something like that and we say, oh yes, I'm so glad you've done this. Thank you for giving me this. And we don't do anything with what we've been given. I remember we, uh, a couple of Christmas, uh, maybe last Christmas, Christmas before, we bought Lexi um, a spirograph, if you remember those. They're like interlocking wheels with teeth on, and you put a pen in, and they make patterns. And she wrote me this note uh, that says, thank you so much for this drawing thing, Daddy and Mummy. And she gave us this note with a spirograph thing on. Um, and now she could have just said oh thank you so much this is an amazing present but she didn't she decided i know how i'm going to show them how thankful i am for this i'm going to i'm going to actually do a little spirograph pattern i suppose is what it's called drawing pattern whatever it is um and then i'm going to write a note to them and show that i'm using it and i love it and i can make all of these patterns and they make different ones and and it was so much better to see her using it and get her something from her 
actually using it rather than saying, oh, just thank you so much for this present and just putting it on a shelf. And I wonder if, you know, um, you know, God's way better than us. Well, way better than me, certainly. <clears throat> but if we come to him, we say, just thank you for all of this that we've given us and we really want to, you know, just thank you, God. We worship you, we worship you, and that's a good thing. We want to worship God, but I think one of the best ways we can do that is by saying, yes, and look what I've done with this. Yes, and this has happened because you gave me this and I did that. And he loves that. He's a, he's a really fun, kind being, presence, father, mother, force. He's, he just wants us to succeed. And he wants to see us doing amazing things and creating amazing things and not just to be, oh, just tell me what to do and then I'll do it. That's not what friends do, is it? Friends kind of join in and have fun together and laugh and, hey, maybe even disagree. I'm pretty sure Moses and God disagreed at some points on that journey. Um, and it's just... I suppose I just want to say, remember that, you know, you are powerful and that God has made you powerful. Um, in John 20, 23, it says, whoever you forgive will be forgiven. In other parts, it says, you know, whoever you forgive, I will forgive. And so he are, he's asking us to kind of partner with him in how do you want this to look? How do you want this to be made? Um, and to to step out and go with it and I wonder if the church has become slightly irrelevant in culture because we don't push out and add our and yes and yeah that and look at this because I think you know <clears throat> everywhere else in the world seems very good at this they're very happy in adding their thing and taking something in a new direction that opens up amazing things for people or science and new discoveries and art and song and all of those amazing things that happen and the church has been left behind because they've just been we've just been somehow taught just God says this and yes right you just believe this and yes Okay, I just believe that. And we're scared to kind of add anything to it. We're scared to play with it. We're scared to explore and try things. And I think that's why it's, <laughs> it's so... The church has, be yeah, the church has become slightly irrelevant and we need to get back our imagination and our sense of adventure and, and go for that. Because I think that's what the world needs it needs hope at this time of confusion that yeah you know what this will pass and it will get better because that's what we believe is going to get better so i encourage you that <coughs> to just try something new you know it's not about rules and just simply Obeying God is about partnering with him and going on a journey with him. And to remember that he wants to hear your ideas.
he made this world, this incredible place that we're a part of, and he wants to see how we can help order it, that it would all thrive, and it would all go from glory to glory. And he's waiting for our ideas and to get involved with him in that. Mm. And the other thing about improv is it's very much like life, isn't it? There is no script. <laughs> you know? Maybe sometimes you look at the Bible as a bit of a script. Oh, I just have to say the right things. Do these things and then everything will be fine. And maybe you try that for a while. And I know I have. And... <laughs> things might go well once or twice. Maybe even more than that. But at some point you you realise this isn't going how I planned. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. You know? Because life is not scripted. It's not improv. It's what you begin to make of it. So begin to think what would I like this world to be like what do I see this world becoming and let's begin to work towards that let's begin to dream let's begin to dream with God let's begin to do those things because I think that's what everyone is one thing. Everybody wants to be set free. And it's going to be great. I always think of David wanting to build the temple. You know, it was entirely David's idea. It was, I want to build this for God. And God said, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, let's do that. That wasn't. It didn't seem to be in God's plans, the way it comes across. And God said, "Yes, do that." And David didn't actually get to do it, but his son did. And I think God's going to get behind our ideas, the ones that are filled with love, that are uh, opening people up to things, to new to new things, to opening us up to hope and trust and all of those things that we need to survive and to go well so yeah so remember yes and when God says something yes that and add your bit in as well because he wants your bit that's how the conversation keeps going and imagine hearing God, after you said something, God say, yes, and. And then he begins to add on to your vision too, as you begin to add on to his vision and come together. How amazing would that be? And what would that look like? So, yeah, I hope that's been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed episode three of Nate's pod. Another Tuesday night waffle. Um, if you want to catch me on Twitter, 
you can catch the podcast at pod underscore nath that's p-o-d underscore n-a-t-h and that would be great to hear from you I haven't really done anything on that yet because I haven't had time it's been very busy but I have been really loving doing these and hopefully as we go along they'll get less waffly but they're waffly versatile so that's good probably going to get sued now but there we go anyway have a great week I will see you next time goodbye